Hey out there to all people, and baseball card collectors, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that will do anything to get an A, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? Brandon, I would sacrifice you at, a, at an altar for my grade, so yeah. <laughs> I know. Right. I'm doing great. I got an A the other week, but now I'm, I'm down a friend, Whew. so that's, that's a good trade-off. Well, you got that A. That's all that matters. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't mind they other than that, no. other than sacrificing friends how has your your week been oh man it was a boring week i didn't do fucking nothing brandon Did oh you do man anything? I didn't do fucking no shit. of course not me too me too i will say Whew. so my kim and i have been kind of struggling to find like a new show to watch so mm-hmm. last night i was looking up stuff and i was like hey do you want to watch six feet under and she was like sure so we started six feet under mm. yesterday that's interesting that's uh that's a fantastic show, but yeah, heard nothing but good things. But that's a show that you're either gonna love or you're gonna be like, "This is kind of boring," and uh, I'm not sure, not sure where you're gonna land. But keep me up to date. I will for sure. I'm at a stage in my life where I like really well written characters, which I hear is a strong suit for Six Feet Under. So oh, okay. you'll probably yeah, love it then. I think I'm gonna enjoy it a lot. Um, I, I get the I get this nagging feeling though. That somebody spoiled the ending for me. The ending is great, and it's like considered one of the best TV endings of any show, but it can't really be spoiled. Like, if you watch the show, you'll have an idea of what the ending is going to be anyway. So it's not, it's not great because it surprises you. It's just great because of how it makes you feel. Yeah, that's what I've... Because like I, I browsed the Reddit a little bit, you know, I didn't want to spoil anything or anything like that, but people just say like, oh, it's such an emotional show and it's going to make you cry and all that. And I was like, eh, I could go use a good cry. Let's start up this show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's good stuff. All right, cool. That is cool. Yeah. All, other than that, all I've been doing is just streaming a bit, you know. Here and there. I've gotten some good people coming in there and talking to me, and I make some emotes and stuff. It's good fun. Nice. I, I pop in there when I can. Oh, yeah. Enough about me, though, Brandon. What do you, what do you, what did you do? I know you did probably something this week. Yeah. I've been watching The Boys. I don't know if I've mentioned oh, that yeah. on this no, podcast, but I started, I started The Boys, mm-hmm. and that show is fucking incredible, Cortland. See, um, I, I considered watching that too because I've heard it's incredible. Would you recommend it? I mean, you just said it's incredible. I'd hope you recommend it. Uh, well, I w- I would definitely recommend it. But man, uh, there are some things in that show that e- I don't know. Like if you were watching it with Kim, I don't know how she would react to a lot of the things that happen in that show. It's just uh. <laughs> it just goes to some crazy things like every episode has a moment where like oh my god i can't believe that was filmed it's crazy but it's a great show okay well i might have to check it out i probably talked kim into it she's in the other room listening to me trying to talk her into something that she has no idea about so (laughs) (laughs) she'll soon find out well but other than uh just watching tv shows yeah i ain't doing nothing Hey, isn't it Father's Day over there? Yeah, it's uh, Father's Day in a couple of hours now. Australian Father's Day. Happy Father's Day in Australia. Aw, oh, thanks, man. You're welcome. You ain't even my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to sleep the whole day. <laughs> Dude, I haven't had a uh, I haven't had a day where I can sleep in in like over a week now. Now we have uh, Memorial Day, I think. 
Maybe it's Labor Day. I always get those two confused. So I have a long weekend this weekend, so I'm pretty excited to be able to sleep in. That's awesome. Take advantage of it. I've been waiting like a month for this day off. I can't wait. Yeah, it gets to be like that. I fucking hate being an adult. I don't know. Let's talk uh, about being you know, you know what ha- Do you know what happened at work this week? No, tell me everything. On Friday last week, they were like, all right, we're not working Friday next week because my my bosses were going away on a trip. Yeah. So like, we're not working Friday next week. And so all weekend, I was like, all right, we've got a four-day week coming up. Coming on Monday, they're like, no, no work next week, guys. Uh, so here's the schedule. Here's what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. I go home on Monday. I get a text from my boss saying, hey, don't make any plans for Friday. We may be working. I'll let you know tomorrow. Of course. So the rest of that day, I'm like, oh, fuck, there's going to be work. Of course there is. Mm -hmm. But a little part in the back of my head was like, maybe, maybe. Don't even do it. You need to stop that. But yeah, came in the next day and like, fucking, there's work. Yep, of course. That's how it always goes. And like... If they didn't say anything, like, I wouldn't have minded. I'd just be like, you know, come in, do my five days, whatever. But it's because they said there wasn't work that it just felt like such a betrayal. Yeah. I'm sorry, Brandon. Yeah. I, uh, at least I've got goosebumps. At least there's goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) At least we've got goosebumps. Cortland. Yeah. I hope you watched Chillology Part 1, Squeal of Fortune. (laughs) I watched Chillology Part 1, Squeal of Fortune. <laughs> what a goddamn mouthful. <laughs> Chillology. Chillology. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who came up with this title. And I know uh, I who it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't R.L. Stein. No, it wasn't. A little bit of trivia, but apparently these Chillology episodes are the only episodes that have nothing to do with R.L. Stein interesting it's not part of his series it's not part of the short stories he didn't oversee any part of it it's uh you can kind of tell a little bit i don't know if there's a little bit more production value in these ones for some reason like maybe they were like oh we're almost done with goosebumps let's go out on a bang let's like do kind of like a goosebumps movie kind of thing um but there's a lot of like musical scores in this that just aren't present in other episodes you know yeah what was the last one that had a lot of music it was uh don't go to sleep, maybe? Yeah, don't go to sleep. Yeah, was one... very out of place for how much music I had, and this one, pretty similar. Yeah. I gotta say, I, I liked this episode, though. Yeah? Yeah, I think it's mostly because the lead, uh, Katarina Scorzone, is back from Night oh, You Demi-Tier. love her. I do. She's a good actress, and she has like, made a really great career for herself, and I like her a lot. Yeah, she's good. She's good in this. She was good in Living Dummy. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen her in anything else, but I assume she's still good. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll touch on it later for sure, but um, like the makeup effects in this episode are several leagues above some of the other episodes yes. we've seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just got this weird feel to it, and um, I, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of boring for a little bit, but like I didn't mind because I was I'm pretty interested in the characters. I'm really interested to see where this goes. Um, hmm. It, it kind of links up into the second part like seamlessly a bit, and I'm excited for it. Yeah. So this, this chillology will be like a mini anthology within the anthology. Very cool. Kind yeah. of. I like that. Yeah. I'm interested. The villain in it is an interesting person. Um, 
the characters were introduced to. I want to know. I want to know more about them, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing this part two and three. I feel like I'm talking about the end of the things now. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just start from the start then. Okay. Okay. So this episode starts at night. We see a montage of the camera sweeping over the main street of a small town. There's storefronts for a toy store, an ice cream shop, town hall. All the There's hits. a muffled laugh in the background that sounds an awful lot like Slappy. Uh-huh. Then we see a shiny man in front of a gate, dressed like a 1930s detective. And he says, Carlsville is open. Time to play. He laughs, and the camera zooms out. The camera zooms way out because now we see that the town is a model town built yeah. atop a table. Yeah, giving me uh, train magic vibes a touch. Yeah. Except there's no trains. I got I got Beetlejuice vibes because yeah, I always get Beetlejuice vibes. It is like, very Beetlejuice. Literally anything can remind me of Beetlejuice. It doesn't matter. Yeah, somebody dies and you're like, just like in Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The man, or the tiny doll, I guess that he is, keeps laughing as we cut to commercial. When we come back, we see a teenage girl walking through her neighborhood listening to a Walkman. Then we cut to a teenage boy and his younger brother setting up a yard sale at their house. The older boy, whose name is Matthew, is setting up baseball cards to sell. And his brother Todd is eating a jam donut and just dripping that shit everywhere. He doesn't give a shit about those. Stupid. He really doesn't. The thing about it, okay, so he, he spills jam on one of the baseball cards, but it is covered in plastic. Like, it is shrink wrap. Yeah, they're in know. cases. Yeah, cases. So, like, him spilling cherry donut goo on it or whatever, strawberry, strawberry donut goo, it doesn't really matter because you can just, like, literally just wash it. But, man, you have a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably still better not to spill jam on it. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a yard sale. He's not taking it to, I was trying to think of the name of some fancy auction, but I don't know any because I'm on culture. Antique Roadshow. Antique Roadshow. Yes, the, that's the, the highest class. That's <laughs> where they sell Fabergé eggs. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> Matthew yells at Todd for almost ruining his Cal Ripken rookie card, which he claims is worth a fortune. Which is oh. like, if it was, why would you be just selling it at a yard sale and not taking it into... Some kind of actual dealer. Yeah, or the Antique Roadshow. What was his name? <laughs> Cal Hopkins? No, Cal Ripken. I looked it up, and okay. most of the rookie cards I've seen... He is a baseball player. Yeah, Cal Ripken is a, a famous baseball player, Corlin. Okay. Well, I don't know anything <laughs> about baseball. Card, it, was like, it was like $20 for some of them. Some of them went for like 200 Wow, okay. Which I'm going to assume it was one of those, because... That's that's a small fortune for a twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The teenage girl approaches now, and Matthew says, "Oh shit, it's Jessica Walter." Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> and he shoves all of his priceless cards off the table and into a drawer. Jessica walks up and says hi to Matthew, and asks if he sold a lot of baseball cards today. Matthew is like, "Oh, huh? Cards? What's that?" Todd blurts out that they sold them all already, and Jessica says. All of them, huh? That's too bad. But I am in the market for some new furniture. She walks over and tries to pull open the drawer, but Matthew slams it shut, telling her the desk isn't for sale. They're, like, terrified of this girl. (laughs) And you could just be like... They are. No, not selling to you. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) 
The price is $500. Go away. Yeah, I don't really get their relationship with her. Like, they seem to not like her, but they do. I don't know. I don't really get it. I don't know. She's clearly a terror. I think she is a domestic terrorist, yeah. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) That's the vibe I'm getting. (laughs) Just then, Matt and Todd's mom walks over, and Jessica asks her, You sure you don't want to sell this desk? Mom's like, we are selling this desk. What are you talking about? It's at our yard sale. And Matthew and, Todd, Matthew and Todd both put their heads down. And Jessica makes an offer for $20, pulling the cash from a beautiful purple fanny pack. Mm, completes every, every ensemble. In the 90s, yeah, definitely. But they're back here. People are wearing fanny packs all over. They're very... Amazing? They're convenient, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Matthew sighs and says... Okay, you win, but no deals. These cards are in mint condition. Jessica picks up a card and sniffs it. And she says, Strawberry. My favorite flavor. Like, I get it because he drips strawberry jelly on it, but like, Mm -hmm. why would she sniff it? I don't know. She just makes a habit of sniffing things, I guess. I think she's a psychic and she knew exactly everything. Because, like, this whole thing is them, like, oh, to put the cards in the thing, so I'm going to buy the whole thing to get at them, and then they have to pull out the cards, and then I'm going to buy the card. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. She offers two bucks for the card, and Matthew was like, it's in mint condition. It's a collectible. Jessica don't give a shit, and she offers two dollars and not a penny more. Todd tells Matt, but you only paid a buck for it, which is a very little brother thing to do. Yeah. I could see your little brother doing that. Definitely. All right. I have a story really quick, actually. Um, I was that little brother. Uh, We had a yard sale one time, and my brother and I used to collect pogs, but my brother had more pogs than I did. And we had this big box of pogs that was there, and somebody wanted to buy it, and my brother wasn't there. And so this lady was like, how much do you want for these pogs? And I was like, I don't know, $2? Like, one for me, one for my brother? (laughs) He was was so mad at me. (laughs) He was so mad that I sold that shit for two bucks. $2. Oh, man. I'm the worst little brother. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) That was the day that I found out how much I loved rollerblading. (laughs) Because I had rollerblades on all damn day. I don't even know how old I was. Probably like seven or something. That's the right age to rollerblade. That was so cool. I put those rollerblades on. (laughs) Nobody could fucking catch me. Matthew tells Todd to shut up. And then a musical cue hits and a voice says, money. Oh my God. I love it. Money. (laughs) So good. So damn good. (laughs) Jessica asks if Matthew can break a 20 which he can't so she tells him that's too bad because the only other money i have is just a one. Oh my god and with a shitty smile she pulls out the fakest looking monopoly money i've ever seen the money in this episode is very very fake and i don't know very. if it's because they're in canada and they're making it look like american money or whatever but like it's very fake <laughs> matthew tells her to take the card and leave card get out of my fucking which sight. is again you can just not sell to her yeah for sure she doesn't she doesn't have the right to just buy things because she's there like they displayed these cards for more than just jessica walters you know somebody else might come in and be like uh yeah i'll pay two bucks for this or whatever you know yeah and i actually have two bucks (gasps) and you don't need to break a 20 but whatever she's like not bullying but bullying them into selling the card for a dollar i guess she's ruthless yeah she knows what look 
Jessica Walters gets what Jessica Walter wants. Yeah, she knows what she wants. And she knows how to get it. That's her Good defining for her, I guess. Yeah. Even though she's the villain of this episode, she's kind of the, yeah. Um, she is. Uh, this is just setting us up for like Jessica Walters and what she does, what she likes, and it's really carried into the next scene too. Yes. So later on, we see Jessica putting the card in a drawer labeled baseball cards. Next to drawers labeled charms, coins, precious stones, stamps, and jewels. Mm -hmm. So she just collects anything of value. Yes. Then a voice goes, I want money. Who doesn't? And it repeats, money. And it goes, somebody give me some cash. This fucking awesome. songs are so the good. best part of this episode. I'm sure they're playing, playing over us right now. And oh man. Whoever does the editing, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica walks away from her collections, and we see her room looks like a serial killer's lair. There's yeah. papers pinned up all over, detailing various stock performances and charts and graphs. She sits down at her computer, which shows a stock market report. She's, yeah. you know. She's obsessed with this stuff. She loves money. (laughs) Jessica's brother Sam comes into her room and says, Well, Mom and Dad's anniversary is next week. I saw this great picture frame, Sterling Silver. (laughs) And Jessica responds, Oh, Mom loves pictures. Yeah, it's the perfect gift. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The ultimate birthday present or whatever. Such a silly response. (laughs) Oh, mom loves things. Look, Jessica Walters knows mom, okay? (laughs) He says, it would be the perfect gift if I could afford it. He asks to borrow cash and says he'll pay her back. And she says, with what? You waste all your money on games and candy and toys. Love games, candies, and toys. (laughs) I know, I felt very attacked by that. (laughs) Sam says, well, I don't want to just sit around counting my money all day like you do. So I guess that's a no then. And we see outside the room that mom has snuck up to the door to eavesdrop. Mm -hmm. Back inside, Jessica says, of course not. I never turn down a business opportunity when I see one. She offers to lend him the money with a hefty amount of interest. And Sam walks away saying, forget it. I'll make them a (laughs) keychain. Once he's gone... Mom slips in and says, before you sit back to contemplate your financial empire, I need you to sweep out the attic. I just have to say, Jessica Walters has a framed poster of gorillas just chilling on her wall. It's very lifelike, very great stuff. She loves money and she loves gorillas. (laughs) Money and gorillas. You go hand in hand. Jessica complains about having to clean the attic, but mom says that if she doesn't do it, Sam will get her allowance that week, and that's definitely enough to get her up there. Yeah. It's also not fair, but, like, she says that, too. (laughs) I agree with Jessica. Yeah, but also, like, it's mom's money. She can do what she wants. Mm. Soon to be Jessica's money. Money! (laughs) I love money. So we cut to the attic, (laughs) and the attic is massive and mostly empty. So big, Jessica starts sweeping in a random spot. And pretty much instantly bumps into the miniature town that we saw earlier. Yeah. There's a composite shot of the man in the trench coat shaking from Jessica bumping into the model. 
and her giant face going up to it and saying, Cool, what a cute little town. Her face would never be that close to that gate, but whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely not. But it's a cool shot. It's a... It's very Tale of the Dollmaker. I like it. Yeah. I think that's the vibe I'm getting from the episode, which is cool. She sees a sign in the town that says, Carlsville, the collector's edition. She reads that and says, this could be worth a fortune. This could be worth a squeal of fortune. (laughs) Title drop, but not really. (laughs) She pulls out a cell phone and rings her mom downstairs. Mom runs up asking what's the hubba, assuming something is wrong. But Jessica is just like, I want to show you something. It appears to be some kind of miniature town. Has she never been in her own attic? This is all very confusing to me, Cortland. <laughs> I feel like it's a very prominent feature of this empty attic. Yes. A giant scale Mom is of a town very surprised by the thing, even though it's one of like three things inside her own attic. <laughs> Like you, when you went and saw this house, because like, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just bought this house not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Like you would see this in the initial walkthrough, I feel, you know, because <laughs> the, the story is that it's been there. It's from the old owners or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is like a key selling point to the house. Like, oh, and it comes with this smaller <laughs> town model, just like in Beetlejuice, guys. Remember? Yeah. Remember Beetlejuice? <laughs> Reminds you of Beetlejuice. There's a cemetery and everything. And this house is haunted, just like in Beetlejuice. <laughs> Yeah, like, unless they just hadn't gone up to the attic at all, like, never looked at the attic, there's no way you could walk into that attic and not immediately be like, oh, is that a miniature town? Yeah, weird. Very. Jessica asks if she can have it, and Mom says, sure, it looks like fun. Jessica goes, fun? I'll sell it and make some money. Money! Mom sighs and tells her daughter that she can keep the model town, but she can't sell it, and she has to share it with her brother. And she has to play with it every day, and <laughs> I gotta say, one of my favorite things when I was a kid is that we had, like, a model little little Christmas village, and I used to love, yeah. like, moving around the little pieces. They were very uh, porcelain, though, so I couldn't drop them. We had, like, this drunk Santa, and I used to put him on the top of one of the building's roofs and be like, he's gonna jump, guys! <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Drunk Santa Look. fell to his death today. Look, that's what happens when you have two older brothers. You can partially <laughs> understand. Yeah. After mom leaves, Jessica's phone rings. And she picks up her phone and answers it. But she still hears ringing. Phone police. She looks in the tiny town and sees a little phone booth. She puts her finger towards it to answer it, I guess. She's going to poke the phone. I don't know. But when she touches it, she gets blue skadooed into the town. (laughs) And the effect doesn't look that bad. No. Like, it's not great, but, like, it's better than what we've seen before. Yeah, it's decent. This, This episode has a budget, I think. I think so, too. I think this whole thing, this chillology, was probably made to sell as a VHS. For sure. She comes into the town, next to the phone booth, standing at the side of Spooky's Diner. (laughs) Yeah. Food to die for, it says. (laughs) Yep. She goes to pick up the ringing phone and asks who it is. A man's voice answers, telling her, It's Carl, but my friends call me Carl. Okay. Alright, Carl. (laughs) No, you're not one of my friends. It's Carl. I'm sorry, I meant Carl. (laughs) Okay. 
Jessica asks what's going on here, and Carl says, You're in Carlsville, a small town with big opportunities. You like business opportunities, don't you, Jessica? Jess is like, How did you know my name? But Carl tells her to ignore all that. He wants her to step out of the phone booth and find some opportunity. If this happened to me, I wouldn't go answer the phone. I would be freaking the actual fuck out, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it, it's not like it's not like the monotone because like you can see the sky in the back. Like, she's in a town. And it's I, I, I would be freaking out quite a bit more than she is. She oh, definitely. Uh, her entire existence has just been brought into question. This, this uh-huh. breaks reality as she knows it. But she's just like, huh, that phone's ringing. Better answer it. Yeah, weird. Anyway, Jessica does what she's told, and she starts taking a little stroll through the streets of the town while increasingly ear-piercing music plays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Until, finally, crescendos, and she bumps into Carl himself, the man in the trench coat from earlier. He's a bit less shiny now. Yeah, so, like, every shot where he's, like, meant to be a doll, he's very shiny and... I guess that's meant to be, like, making him look plastic or porcelain or something, doll-like. But yeah. he just looks wet. He looks moist. Sure does. Very but now, sweaty. He's gotten things together. He's toweled off. <laughs> just like Aunt and Uncle from Werewolf Skin. He's not glistening yeah. any longer. He cleans up nice. <laughs> Carl tells her that he's a businessman and that he owns the place. He tells her that he's looking for a partner, someone who likes to make money. She says she doesn't know how she even got into the town, and he hand waves that away and asks if she's in or not. So, um, I want to talk about a couple of things here. This guy, okay. I don't know if you've ever seen Lazy Town or not. I love Lazy Town. The music in it is yes, really great. He reminds me of Robbie Rotten. Like, just mm-hmm. he just looks like Robbie Rotten to me. And um, it's fun to see what's in the background because I love backgrounds and stuff. And there's a lot of like they walk by a Chiller's ice cream store. They walk by Little Bratz toy store, and then they walk by like a a butcher shop, and all of the specials are just pig stuff. So it's got like pork pig tongue, fresh something I can't read, pig ears, pork hoofs. Like it's pretty great. I love the details. Yeah, there's a lot of details. Ten famous bratwursts deal. Ten cents a pound or something. It's great stuff. Ooh, I'd get that. And there's just like. There's just pig carcasses hanging. It's great. (laughs) Well, it's a butcher. Gotta show what you're gonna get. Who deals exclusively in pigs, I guess. (laughs) Jessica asks what kind of business Carl has in mind, and he tells her the beverage business. He takes her a few feet away to a tiny child's lemonade stand. She says, I'm not selling lemonade. I'm out of here. Carl tells her that... Carlsville has many opportunities. She needs to start small, and then they'll grow from there. He pulls a small package with his own face on it and tells her, Besides, this isn't just any lemonade. And a commercial jingle says, <laughs> You gotta bathe in the shade with Carl's Lemonade. It's my own. What the fuck is happening? I love it. I don't know, but I love it. So funny. Carl tells her people can't resist his lemonade. He pours powder from the package into the jug at the stand, and it sizzles a little bit, and Jessica starts sniffing the air. She's... She sniffs things, She's Courtney. a sniffer. She's a sniffer. <laughs> She's like a dog. She's got to smell everything to see if it's good or not. <laughs> 
Yeah, she checks all the food at home for poison. It's great. She's a real ass. <laughs> she should turn into a dog. Uh, Jessica is in now, but she demands 50% of the profits. Carl says, ouch, but agrees, and they shake hands. Carl tells her, I want you to meet our employee. He lifts up a small girl with a beehive hairdo and says, this is Nikki. Love it. He tells Nikki, this is Jessica. She's smart and knows about business. You listen to whatever she says. And then says, I wonder if we have everything we need. Hmm. Then he remembers something and pulls out a white sheet of paper on which is written <laughs> Carl and Jessica's special lemonade in marker. This it doesn't look great. very professional. No, it doesn't at all. I thought it was <laughs> going to be a contract or something, but nah. No. It's just this thing he whipped up in uh, Arts and Crafts it out of class. His yeah. <laughs> um, so when I was watching this episode, um, I didn't recognize that Nikki was a girl for a little bit. I couldn't tell. And I think yes, I might be. I had to look it up on IMDb. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter, but I was like, yeah, that's a little boy for sure. But it's not. It's yeah. a girl. <laughs> it looks very Brady Bunch to me. I was like, yeah, they're, it's, you know, fucking Bobby or something from Brady Bunch for sure. Looks like that. Yeah. Rebecca's back there watching Brady Bunch right now. Get the fuck out, is she? She is. Dude, she watches Brady Bunch and Jetsons and Bewitched and I, I Dream of Jeannie. I love all those shows. not going to lie. Yeah. That's, uh, that's her thing right now. My favorite thing when I was a kid is they used to do Brady Bunch episodes, but they did pop-up videos. And I am obsessed with pop-up videos. They're oh, the dude. Thing. That would Aren't be they awesome. Just yeah, I love them. I love pop- like there was this one where there was like Davy Jones or something, and there was a pop up counter of how many times they mentioned Davy Jones, and it ended up being like fifty times in the single episode, and it was great. Wow, that sounds amazing. <laughs> when she's watching the DVDs, so I wonder if that's a special feature. That would be cool. I hope so. I hope so. Nickelodeon used to do uh, the pop up Brady Bunch episodes. It was great. Oh, man. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite lemonade maker. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to everything we've got. We're just so thankful for you spending some time with us. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island. We post content every week, ranging from early release episodes, bloopers, bonus episodes, behind the scenes videos, and more. There's a bunch of tiers starting as low as a dollar a month, so take a look and become a patron today. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Tristan, Redemption, Eddie, and Venice the Silver Goth, Stephen, Shane, Kyle, Matt, Lindsay, Gerilyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Day, Sarah, Matt, Lyle, Faith, Derek, Angela, and Christy, and the Platinum Bossics, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at PRVT Island and on Instagram at Up All Night Podcast. We post tons of content from handmade gifts, memes, and videos of your favorite episodes to games every Monday. We do watch parties on Instagram at around 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays, so come hang out with us. Check out our episode description for a link with all of our socials, the Facebook group, the Discord server, and more. I've been playing video games over on Twitch, too. That's twitch.tv slash privateislandc, so stop by and say hello. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. 
we are almost done with season three, so be sure to get your questions in. You can email them to me at privateislandpresents at gmail.com. As always, thanks again for listening in, and I will talk with you soon. Bye. Carl starts walking away, but warns Jessica, Don't raise prices. I wouldn't want to be accused of unfair business practices in my own town. And I can't be responsible for what happens to greedy little pigs. Menacing, but not that big of yeah. a deal. It's very uh, gremlins, but... That won't come back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know those very specific warnings are going to amount to nothing. Yeah, for sure. He walks away, and he looks at the stand from across the street, like trying to spy on them, I guess, but... He's not doing a great job. And he no. says, time to turn up the heat. And he adjusts a thermostat on the side of a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he cranks that shit up to like 120. I don't know what the hell yeah, he's doing. He does. He's just turning up the heat in the universe. <laughs> Back with Jessica, she says, time to see how good this stuff really is. And she tells Nikki to watch and learn as she approaches a mother pushing a stroller. She tells the mother, what a lovely baby. Lemonade? <laughs> yep, those two things. Which I very... love. She's like, <laughs> she's like check this out, Nikki. I'm going to show you my my sweet salesman skills. She just walks up to someone and says, lemonade? She's like, baby, huh? How about lemonade instead? Or <laughs> yeah. that baby. <laughs> Come get some lemonade. Yeah, uh, what a pro. I love this woman, by the way. Everything has the, this almost like 70s feel to it. It's really interesting. Yeah, everyone is very retro, which is cool. The mom agrees to have some lemonade, and she chugs it down. The woman asks what she owes for the best lemonade she's ever had. And Jess tells her, it's a dollar. And the woman goes, that's all? Give me two more then. Nikki serves up the goods, and the woman goes on her way. With double fisting lemonade, she's out of here. I don't know how she's <laughs> yes. going to push that baby anymore, but whatever. Baby will push itself. <laughs> okay. Then a man who, I don't know, I guess he's uh, from the ice cream shop or something. He's got an apron on. Sure. He comes up and asks for some drink. Jessica not so quietly whispers for Nikki to fill the cup only halfway. Oh my god. But the man drinks it eagerly and asks how much it is. Just apparently no one can read that beautiful sign that Carl made. Yeah, he put all that effort into it, but whatever. <laughs> no one cares. When Jessica tells him that it's only a dollar, he exclaims that it would be a bargain at twice the price. Twice the price. It, twice the price. Yes, it repeats. <laughs> so funny. I love this shit. Ugh. I this shit up. <laughs> the man leaves just as the butcher walks up. Hold on. And the man leaves and says, see you later, humans. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, he says, he says, good day, human. <laughs> Weird. As he passes. I mean, it's because he's a doll or whatever, but it's a lot. Yeah, it's an odd thing to say. The little details in this episode are really what make it. Mm-hmm. The little details in this episode are the whole episode, because otherwise there's nothing. Pretty much, pretty much. The guy asks for a lemonade and asks what's the damage. Nikki goes to say $1, but Jessica interrupts, saying, $2. The man is like, $2? Looking disgusted. But as soon as he drinks it, his face changes, and he says, Two dollars isn't enough for this. You could charge a fortune. A fortune. A fortune. 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 <laughs> fortune. <laughs> seeing a theme here. <laughs> I 
He leaves, and Nikki tells Jessica that she doesn't think it's such a good idea, changing the price. She reminds her of what Carl said, but Jessica don't care. She tells Nikki that it's called supply and demand, as she changes the price on the sign to $3. Yeah. She's like, Nikki, you just shut up and pour the juice, alright? <laughs> then Jess starts watering down the lemonade, and Nikki says, that's cheating. And Jess says, it's just business. Mm-hmm. It took her like 30 seconds to I know. Like yeah. Completely been- cutthroat. Carl's been away for like a minute, and he's like, just don't raise the prices, please. And she's like, you got it, dude. And then she's like, more money, more water <laughs> down the lemonade. $2, $3. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> we, we see we, we see a thermometer going up as a song plays going, Money! Show me money! Money, 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 money! <laughs> show me a good time with this money that we're getting for lemonade. Love it. Oh, God. Uh, a montage of townspeople swarming to get their lemonades is shown. And the temperature starts getting close to 120 degrees. And the mob starts getting unruly, pushing each other and fighting to get their sweet, sweet lemonade. Nikki is getting worried, but Jessica says, who cares? Look at all this cash. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All this fake money. I love it. <laughs> yes, all this Monopoly money. I, I love Very this part more. because like the, the people are swarming. It's getting hotter. They're like fanning themselves with their money as they're trying to give it to these kids. And they're like mm-hmm. brushing their sweat away with it. It's great. Jessica gets an idea and pours the rest of the lemonade out of the pitcher into another one under the table. She tells the townspeople, oh, there's only one glass left. She says she'll be happy to sell it to the highest bidder. Then people just start bidding $20, 40 50 100 And we see Carl is a short distance away now wearing a sparkly leather suit, and he smiles. <laughs> this Okay, so this idea, like, sure. Why don't you just wait until you actually only have one glass of lemonade left, though? <laughs> yes. She just, she wants that money, and she wants it now. She's like, this episode's only half an hour long. We need to <laughs> speed things up a little bit. Yeah, we're almost done here. There's like three minutes left. <laughs> She's like, nothing's happened so far. <laughs> she's very acclimated to this like imaginary almost yeah like, she's just like i live here world. now <laughs> <laughs> i live here now and i'm gonna i'm a lemonade magnate <laughs> the lemonade empire is mine now like, <laughs> i'm a lemonade life. baron <laughs> living in carlsville <laughs> this is my life she's like i have no other life to worry about or get back to or anything <laughs> It's hard work, but it's honest. <laughs> In the commotion, someone knocks over the jug under the table and lemonade spills onto the ground. Oh, no. The people gasp, and the butcher says, She was squeezing us. She's nothing but a greedy little pig. 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 Nikki Boo. quickly turns on her, too. Yes, very quickly. Because she hated her from the start. All of a sudden, Jessica's face starts to morph and change into a pig's face. Nikki says, I warned you not to be a greedy little pig. And the townspeople start chasing her. Jessica grabs the cash box and runs. Okay, let's talk about the makeup here. So the effect of her transforming into a pig, it doesn't look... It doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look great, you know? No, it it does look terrible. (laughs) Okay, it looks terrible. But... 
the makeup effect of her in the pig outfit looks so good. It's amazing. It is like movie quality pig. Like, perfectly around her eyes. Like, she is a piggy. And it looks so good. Yeah. It looks like if a person was a pig. Yeah. It's disturbing to look at, but it's because it would so be disturbing good. if a human turned into a pig. Yeah, it looks really great. Like, she's got hoofs for hands. And she's got, like, six chins. And I just love it. I could look at it all day. Yeah. You could definitely make like a an actual horror movie with that kind of effect. So good. Jessica says, whoa now. Carl said he could help. And a woman says, Carl? Carl loves bacon. Oh, <laughs> Carl. And from on top of a building, Carl appears. In Dutch angle, he says, Get the pig! So, the townspeople chase her some more. Jessica lazily hides behind a trash can, and the mob moves past her. She pops up after they're gone and says, What's happening to me? Carl appears and tells her, I'm afraid our partnership must be dissolved. When she asks what he's done to her, he responds, Well, you hogged the profits. I should have known you were nothing but a greedy little pig. And he pulls out a mirror to show her how hideous she is. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> she runs away and Carl just laughs. <laughs> Around the corner, she runs and falls into a puddle of mud. And Carl is just there suddenly, teleported to her. And he tells yep. her, you don't belong in this business. You don't have the head for it. I love that they slopped her in some mud like a little piggy. <laughs> yes, it was necessary. The townspeople appear, and the chase is on again. Jessica runs for a bit more, before turning around and yelling, Take your money! Throwing the money box into the air. She makes it rain. (laughs) Yeah. The people fight for the raining money as Jessica runs into the telephone booth. She dials 911, and the person on the line says, This number is no longer in service. That sucks for Carlsville. (laughs) Yeah, no 911. (laughs) She looks above her and sees an ad for half-price long-distance calls to home, and she thinks, oh yeah, home. She rings her home number, (laughs) but there's no connection. So she decides to try the cell phone, which does work for some reason. Yeah, because she, like, left her cell phone, um, on, like, on top of the model house, like, on the corner of it. So she calls her own cell phone with it. Yeah. That one does ring, though. Yeah, it does. Now the townspeople remember that she's there, and they swarm the phone booth, banging on it and yelling, Get the pig! The phone continues ringing in Jessica's attic, and her little brother eventually very slowly makes his way up to the attic, looking around all over. The people open the phone booth and drag her out of it to, I guess, murder her. Yeah, they're going to slaughter her. But Sam picks up the phone and says, Hello? (laughs) And when he does, Jessica gets zapped out of the town, which uh, we all know the Matrix ripped off just a few years later. Very clearly. Jessica pops back into the attic, looking like a human again, and she thanks Sam. Sam asks her what happened, and she tells him, you don't want to know. Then she asks him to pick up one end of the model town, and they both carry it out of the house to throw it away. But Sam whines that he likes it and wants to keep it. And Jessica says, I'll give it to you if you sell it back to me. Mm-hmm. Sam is like, huh? Because that makes no fucking sense. And no, she says <laughs> she'll give him $50 to 
to buy his parents an anniversary gift. So she's basically paying him to not have the model. Yeah, like he wants to keep it, so she's like, I will pay you to help me keep throwing this away. Why don't they just destroy it, though? Like, if that happened to me, the first thing I would do is light it on fire. Yeah, I'd get, like, a hammer or an axe and, you know, turn it into pieces. Smash it. But Smash whatever. that lady pushing her stroller and that man. <laughs> yeah, these live people that I interacted with, they need to die. <laughs> Poor Nikki. Uh, she's a real victim here. Sam is like, fuck yeah, and he runs away, pumping his fist into the air. <laughs> Jessica looks down at the model and says, This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Later that fake night, Matt and Todd, the brothers from the yard sale, are walking down the street. Matt sees the model and says, Wow! Who would throw this away? They pick it up to start carrying it home. And we see a composite shot of tiny little Carl back to his trench coat saying, No more Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah, I love it. And he's back to being a glossy mess. And his smile (laughs) is so weird. I love it. He's very good at playing this uh, fucking creep. Yeah. That's good stuff. And we get a to be continued flashed here now. So that's the end of Chillology Part 1, Squeal of Fortune, which, man, what a great name. Like, it's not only a great pun, but it also describes both of the parts of this episode. Pigs and money. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely thought that it was going to be kind of a game show kind of thing, but um, I I liked it. I think it was really fun. And I am really looking forward to the next part and then, you know, the third part because there's three of them. So I think it's cool. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was cool. The music, fantastic. I hope that carries into the next two episodes. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. The music, the makeup, the little details like you mentioned, just the, the town signs and stuff, the town's people. Like, th- there, were, there were characters. There were recognizable characters in the town. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's just a, a neat little story. Like, if you think about everything that really happened, it's like... How was that half an hour? That's like barely anything happened. But right. but it's efficient. I think it's yeah. efficient storytelling. I mean, considering at the time of recording, we were done with this episode at like the 50 minute mark. <laughs> like, yes. Not a lot happens, but it's no. fun to watch. The details are really great. The special effects are good. The makeup is good. Well, the makeup's really good. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to see how the story progresses. Yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about this cast now, Cortland. Okay. So Jessica Walter started acting in 1951 in a TV series called Love of Life, but she's most known for playing Mallory Archer in 127 episodes of Archer and also Lucille Bluth in 84 episodes of Arrested Development. <gasps> huh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's, uh, that's Jessica Walter, Cortland. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? I love her. <laughs> rest in peace for her. For yeah, Walter, rest in peace. Sure. Fucking amazing talent. But, um, yeah, our main character, Jessica Walters, is played by Katerina Scarsoni, and we've already talked about her before. She's a yeah, she's successful actress. Mm-hmm. Next, we have her brother, Sam, who's played by Gil Filar, which his name sounds familiar. Have we seen him before? Uh, let me look really quick. I don't think so. No, we haven't. Okay, well, he was in Tommy Boy as Kid in Bank, which I'm surprised I haven't recognized him for. Me too. <laughs> but he was also in Sci Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. 
He was in Tales from the Crypt Keeper, and he was in the TV series Franklin as Fox. Yeah. He's so, a magic school bus, too. Magic school bus? Uh, so that's him. <laughs> oh, he was in the Madonna movie, Madonna, Innocence Lost. As Madonna's brother. I didn't know Madonna had a brother. Oh, Madonna's got tons of brothers, I'm sure. <laughs> Next we have Carl, who's played by Daniel Cash. And Daniel has 185 credits, so yeah, this dude, tons of shit. His yeah. first role was in Aliens, where he played Private Spunkmeyer. Nice. I don't remember which one he is. Dude, that's Spunkmeyer, homie. He's not the one that's like... He's, like one, of the, he's one of the first Marines to get killed. No, no. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the just throwaway ones who gets killed. Okay. He was also in Forever Night, Kung Fu The Legend Continues, Robocop TV series, Law and Order, Total Recall 2070, which I, we have talked about before. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me just scroll up a bit. Good I Lord. know, there's a lot of scrolling. So many fucking things. Camp, Camp Rock 2, Dream He was in Street. Diary of the Dead. He was in the RoboCop reboot. Corner Gas, the movie. His most recent role was in The Man from Toronto just this year. So he is still working. I like him. Yeah, he's good. Also, we have Nikki. She she had a role. She's played by Courtney Henry. And her IMDb consists of Goosebumps, Chillology Part 1, Squeal of Fortune, (laughs) and nothing else. I am a little upset that we don't get to see her in parts two and three. She's just gone now. Yeah. Matthew and Todd, we will talk about more in part two. Yeah, it seems like they are next ones to go to Carlsville or whatever. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll save them for next episode. Otherwise, we'll have no one to talk about. Okay. So, Cortland, the moral of this story is, uh, I'm going to say, pretty front and center, but... Yeah, the moral of the story is fuck capitalism. Yeah. Communism is the way, comrades. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story, though, for real, is money! <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> that is the moral, and. Even if it's fake money! Any kind of money! <laughs> doesn't matter. That's why we do a podcast for money! <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> All that sweet. Fake money rolling in. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I mentioned before that Squeal of Fortune is like the best name ever. Sure. But do you think you could come up with another name? Um, hmm. Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good name. It came, came from the tiny town. That's a good one. Okay. No, it isn't. I, I will but... say, this episode's got juice, essentially. It might have a beetle somewhere. I don't know. And it's basically... If the there was a beetle, it would be giant. <laughs> yeah. This episode has a bit in common with um with Awesome Ants, then, huh? Weird. Yeah. Jessica, do. We can't do. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Uh, cell phones in the 90s. That the, the episode. Boom. Okay. Done. <laughs> I love that well, she had a cell phone with active service on it. That probably was so expensive. Yeah, and uh, she used it to uh, resolve the plot, which... Yeah, and I used my cell phone to resolve the plot of my everyday life. It's great. God, imagine just not having a cell phone. Crazy. No, I'd be stuck Nonsense. in foreign cars the whole fucking day. Stupid. She would be dead. She would be butchered. 
She'd be yeah. one of those pigs hanging in that butchery, which yeah. I'm going to assume are all just children who wandered into that town. Yeah, yeah. No, and didn't right. have cell phones. So that's another moral. That's why every, like everybody from the 70s gotta have a seriously disappeared because that's what happened in the 70s. Yeah, there were so many serial killers in the 70s and 80s, and it's because people didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And cameras and stuff. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Thank God I missed that. <laughs> well, they wouldn't know because they're all dead. <gasps> all right. Well, it's got dark. God, moving on. <laughs> so, Cortland. Yeah. Next, we have Chillology Part Two: Strike Three. You're doomed. Okay. All right. That's a abrasive title for sure. These names are so like fake R.L. Stein names. <laughs> I love. They really them. are. They're they're great. Uh, I love it. Uh, so interesting. So one of the things that I noticed towards the end of this episode is that they really uh, tried to showcase like the baseball stadium of Carlsville on the on the design, like on the model. Mm-hmm. So um, I assume it's going to be, you know, Max or somebody is going to go into Carlsville and he's going to be, we must do baseball on the side or something. And, you know, he touches the baseball diamond and boom, he's in the baseball field and then he strikes out. <laughs> He loses. Yeah. And he ends up butcher. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they're like, oh, Carl actually likes people bacon instead of pig bacon. And Strike then, three. You're a pig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't assume that he's going to turn everybody into pigs. So. No, he just loves bacon. <laughs> I mean, bacon's great, though. I just ate bacon last night. It was delicious. Yeah. Bacon's good. Bacon in Australia is not as good. Why? What happened? What happened to bacon? What'd they do to bacon? It's just it's not not as good. It's not as good. Hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, that's a good prediction, Cortland. Uh, none of that's going to happen. But No, it's going to be about darts or something, I bet. <laughs> it's going to be about darts, bowling. Right? <laughs> strike three in bowling. Oh, You're out. You got 30 points. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I can't wait to see the next part and talk about it with you. Me too. It'll be great. But that's uh, next week. I've been up all night. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Oh, Mom loves pictures.